Good day, shredding fans! I am your shreddy snowy host, Emily Trepanier. Welcome to the Shredding for Gold podcast. Uh, Happy to have you here, and we are about to embark on episode 15 of the Shredding for Gold podcast. Um, but before we do, uh, just a few little things I want to, I want to go over. Um, first off, just a big shout out to Justin of the Disenabled podcast. Um, I think I mentioned it on a previous podcast that I was doing, uh, I was on the podcast, the Disenabled podcast with Justin um, for a few episodes. Um, so we ended up doing uh, three episodes on his podcast. So that was super fun. Um, we will be sure to add that to the show notes um, so that you guys can check it out. And if you want to listen in, then go ahead. It's really good. So I would strongly suggest listening if you've got a bit of time. And also, be sure to share it with all your family and friends so they can listen as well. Um, so yeah, big shout out to Justin from the Disenabled podcast. Um, that was super fun. And it's been super fun like getting to know and chat with Justin a little bit more as well. So um, another thing before we get started, um, we are currently in the process of updating, doing a big upgrade to the Team Starfish website. Um, so for those of you who are super keen and have been frequently checking in on the website, you might notice a few little changes. Um, we're going to have, the guestbook is almost operational. I'm still not super happy with how the guestbook is laid out. Um, but that's a work in progress and the beauty of being able to customize everything on the website is that I can keep customizing it until I am super happy with the podcast. So, um, stay tuned. We're going to keep updating. Um, we haven't released the big update that I was mentioning a few episodes ago for the Team Starfish website, only because I'm not quite ready to, uh, release that yet, but look forward for that in the coming weeks. I would say within the next month, the big, big update for the Team Starfish website will be um, live for everyone to see. Um, So if you want to check it out and feel free to visit uh, www.teamstarfish.ca and again feel free to share with all of your family and friends so they can check it out too because maybe they maybe you've talked to, to them about uh, what I'm doing and the journey that I'm on towards the Paralympics and maybe they are interested in learning more so that would be a great chance for you to share the, the Team Starfish website so they can go on and learn more about what's happening. So uh, yeah, so let's get started with episode 15. Um, we're going to start off the episode by, I have a video well, it's actually going to be audio because this podcast is only audio, but it's this particular video. Um, it gives you, well, it's a good lead into the episode that is going to be episode 15. 
Um, so episode 15, I want to chat about the importance of the guide-athlete relationship. Um, in my last episode, we talked about how things were going and like how like the beginning of the season is going. And I touched a little bit on the different people that are on my team. And so I touched a little bit on the guide, the coach, and the blockers. Um, so I touched a little bit on like how like the differences between that. Now I really want to focus on and zero in on the just like the importance of the guide athlete relationship. Um, that's a really big question that I always that's one of the big questions that um that is always asked of me. Um, just how important is the guide athlete relationship? Um, being a blind snowboarder like I am. Um, a lot of people are curious, like, they want to know if that's, like, that's, like, uh, really important, and so I kind of want to touch on that. I want to dive a little bit more deeper into that, so, um, I was going through the videos that we've taken thus far this season, and I came across one that, um, it's really, it's a really cool video, so, Obviously, because this podcast is audio only, you'll only get the audio. But, um, my guide, Isaac, does a really good job in, uh, well, he does a really good job overall. But in this particular video, this is great because you, you can kind of get a sense of what's going on. Um, so, you'll hear him have different, you'll hear him um, talk different terms. Um, the one thing you'll notice is that it's going to be very, like, that when he is talking, it's short, like, it's short little phrases. And so, I'm going to play this video, and so you'll only hear audio, obviously. But then, once this video is done, um, I'll break down some of the things that he's talking about. Um, and then just kind of, like, and then I'll hi also highlight the importance of the guide athlete relationship because it's a big one it's a big one so first off let's just start off with this um this audio and uh, it's about a minute long so here it is One. 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 One.
So there's a video, and so probably you're like wondering, what in the world is he saying? There's so many like different terms there that um, that he was uh, mentioning. So um, I'm gonna break it down for you guys, um, and then I'll go into uh, a few other aspects of the guide athlete relationship and like the importance of it. But for now, I'm just gonna break down. Um, some of the things that he is saying. So, um, as a guide, so actually, before I do break it down, I just gotta, I, I wanna, uh, I wanna mention again, even though I did mention in a previous episode, Mm -hmm. the importance of the guide. Um, so the guide essentially, for those who are not aware or who don't know, um, the guide essentially is my eyes. So whatever he is telling me is how I'm going to get safely from top of the run to the bottom of the run, um, be it on a mountain, be it on a hill. So whatever he says, I have to listen, like I listen to it. And the information that he gives me helps me um, get uh, safely down the mountains so you can imagine he has to make sure whatever he is saying to me I fully understand because say for example he says something um, and that's not something that we've like talked about before um, and he just he just says it just totally by accident um, that's that's gonna like that'll that'll throw me off and that'll get that'll make things confusing so I won't know what he's talking about so um, so then he's like um and then he so I guess like what I'm trying to say is that whatever he's saying we have chatted about uh prior um so when we first became a team we spent a good chunk of especially the first day just sitting and chatting about the like communication on the mountain how we can communicate on the mountain what phrases what words work and what do those words and phrases mean um so um i wanted to explain that first because i feel like that's an important thing to know so as 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 someone who's blind and who's um riding down mountains like the mountain runs um and anyone for that matter who's blind who's going down either a mountain or a hill run um they have to they have to work with their guide to make sure that um um they fully understand what the guide is saying to them cuz well if they don't fully understand and you're and the guy just like says something out of the blue it's just gonna throw us off so uh and then it it happens like honestly it it happens and it's totally okay <laughs> that's usually if that usually if that happens we just like i'll just like slow down and come to a stop and be like what <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> he's like oh yeah i'm sorry <laughs> um it happens though so but most of the time we just like stick with the words that we have like spoken about 
and we've like agreed upon so um I feel like that was uh important to note before I go into some of the terms that he was talking about so what okay so let's now go into some of the terms that he was talking about so um, you'll notice that he was saying different numbers. So sometimes he would say one and sometimes he would say two. So, um, those represent actually, um, turn sizes. So when he says one, those are actually really, um, small, tight turns. Um, just like going from one edge to the next edge. Um, when he says two, those are a little bit bigger. Those are a little bit more across, like, the run itself. So I can go across the run a little bit more. So it's like a bit of a larger turn compared to what my one turn would be. Um, so that's, like, what one and two means. So we use those, and you'll notice that he said it multiple times. So he might say one, one, one. One, And so what that means is that it doesn't mean that I'm doing like it's not staying on the same edge. Um, in actual fact, it means going like going, say, if I'm on my toe edge. So if he says one, 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 one. So if I start on my toe edge, it'd be uh, the one would mean toe. The next one would be go on your heel, toe, heel, and just go back and forth. So I don't like stay on like the same edge so it's like I go from one turn to the next so um and that's the same with two as well when he's staying multiple twos it's not staying like on one like one turn it's going from one turn to the next turn so um if he says hold though that means to stay on that particular edge say for example we want to like go across the hill a bit or say for example we're passing people then he'll use hold and that'll indicate to me uh, that we're going across the hill a bit or we're we're going around something or an object either be it a person be it a, a tree whatever um, so hold is hold is an important one but otherwise if he's just saying if he just keeps saying a number, then I know to go from one turn to the next turn. So, um, I know that I had tried to, um, describe that in a Facebook post in one of the videos that I posted because someone actually like, uh, reached out and asked me about it. So I wanted to clarify it a little bit more, um, on this podcast. So, uh, I hope that makes sense. And if it doesn't just... Just let me know, guys, and I'll try to explain it. I'll I'll try to explain it again. Um, But that I feel like that one makes the most sense for me. And so that's like turn shapes. Uh, I mean, turn sizes. Um, Another thing he says is um, he can describe like the terrain that's coming up. So you heard him say coming up the flat. That means like it's going to be flat. So then I can do like those smaller one turns again. I can do like the smaller one turns. That's a good spot for them. Um, so, um, knowing what's coming up is important for me. 
Um, and sometimes he's able to say that. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of me feeling it out just based on what's going on on the run. And because he can only say so much before like things have like things come up, right? So sometimes it like sneaks up on him. So um, that's why it's always important for me to be able to like um, work on feeling out the terrain. Cause sometimes um, he might miss something, and that's and that's totally okay, and it's totally expected. It's it and that's just the nature of the the nature of the sport. But he does. Um, all of my guides have done a really good job um, when they can to sort of give me like even if it's like a, a brief like small word or small phrase saying hey something's like there's something different coming up so um but that's like that's another thing that you heard in the video <coughs> and then another thing you also heard in the video was that's your new straight so what that means um so as i mentioned in a previous episode mountains um, versus hills, I think it was. Um, there are like different sizes, like different sides of a mountain. But also the runs, there can it's the runs aren't just like straight down runs. Um, sometimes the runs are they go straight for a while, and then we have to turn either to our left or to our right. Um, either be a gradual turn or a more sharp turn um so then becomes the challenge of figuring out um where um like which way down like down is um on the run so um that's that has been a struggle to figure out um but a few weeks ago, we kind of had a little bit of a breakthrough with that, where he started saying, that's your new one. And that's your new, that's your new straight. That's your new straight. Um, and so whenever he would say that, I would know, um, because we worked it out, that whatever way my board was facing, like, whatever way um, my, the front of the board, um, the front of my board was facing, if he were to say, that's your new straight, then I would know that was actually the new uh, down, down, like the new, my new, like, uh, place, placement of where we were going on the run. So that's been pretty cool. So we discovered this a few weeks ago, that wording, and it's actually been working out really good. Um, in the very beginning, when we first started using that phrase, I would actually, um, when he would say, that's your new straight, I would actually like use my hand and like point to where that was, and then he would like confirm, yes, that's the new straight. Um, he would just say, yep. Um, and so I still do that on and off now, but now that we've sort of know that phrase, that particular phrase means what it means, 
um, I don't always, um, I don't always remember to put that arm up, but that's okay because, um, we've worked it out so that we know that's what that phrase means. Um, and so that's, that was a really cool, that was a really cool thing that we had discovered and worked on a few weeks ago. Um, and so we've been really playing with that and it seems to be working out really good. So I'm really happy because that, that was, that's, it's always a challenge to know where, like, I, like I can sometimes tell where the downhill is on the run, but sometimes it gets really, like, it gets tricky because you, like, get almost, it almost, it's almost a little bit disorienting sometimes. So, especially if, I know we're turning a bit. Um, I do my best to like reorient, but sometimes just like having that extra, like, like that extra little bit of information, um, it makes all the difference. It's suddenly it's not as disorienting as it was. So, um, and it's, that's, I, that's something that's really cool. Um, working with the same guide all the time is that you, like, not only do you build a relationship, but you also figure out what works for, like, what works for, like, getting down the, down, like, down the mountains. And, like, if there's any challenges, you can, like, you can do lots, there's, like, you do lots of trial and error as a team to figure out um, different techniques that, or different tools that are, that'll work to help um, conquer through those challenges and so that's just some of what you heard in the video but if this is it's a great segue to the question at hand just how important is the guide athlete relationship and um I it's honestly it's it's ridiculously super duper important to have um, to work on the guide athlete relationship because if you, if like, if we don't have that relationship, like if the guide and athlete don't have that relationship and aren't working on that relationship actively, it's, it's, it's just not going to work as well as what it should. So anytime that I've gotten a new guide, um, our, like, especially, like, our, like, first year, especially, I mean, we, I always work on that with all of my guides, and I'll continue to do that, but especially our first year, that is, like, a critical time, I would say, in the relationship between a guide and an athlete, especially that first few, I would say, especially that first month or those first few months, um, because you're getting to know each other, you're learning about each other, you're learning what works, what doesn't work, what things, um, like the different styles of communication, because every athlete um, who is blind will have different things that'll work for them going down the mountains or the hills, whatever they're going, whatever they're doing, and if they're, like, snowboarding or they're skiing, 
they'll all have different like different like things that they know um, work for them so I would say definitely like the first month even like the first few weeks are super critical um super critical in the guide athlete relationship I mean someone asked me once if like you um the second you meet a guide can you like are you able to like trust them a hundred percent or does it take time to trust them and build that confidence and honestly it doesn't come overnight it honestly doesn't come overnight that trust and confidence it just doesn't automatically come it's something that has to be worked on over time and each time you work with that with each other doing whatever you're doing um so for me it's snowboarding um each time we work on that or it could be stand-up paddleboarding i'm sorry um so each time we work on that the the trust and the confidence for all like everyone who's working together it slowly builds over time so yeah it doesn't happen overnight um it takes a lot of work a lot of dedication from both the athlete and the guide it's not just one it's not just a one person job it's everyone who's involved in in that in that relationship so yeah so guide athlete relationship definitely very important um it's definitely something that i take very serious like i take it very seriously and i have to because they are they are my eyes so if i can't trust them or they can't trust me it's not gonna work so that is something that i've always been um that's always been a big thing for me and it's a big thing for a lot of my fellow um, blind skiers and snowboarders out there and anyone who has a guide anyone who's like blind who rely who like uses a guide for whatever they're doing it's super important um and i am so thankful for all of my guides who i've had in the past and who i have currently um they her what keep me training hard they are the people who keep me safe doing whatever it is i'm doing be it on snow be it on water be it running around the neighborhood um anything anytime that i need a guide i am so thankful to have all of the guides that i've had and all like my current guides super ridiculously um thankful for all of them um another question that i want to briefly touch on that is related to the guide athlete relationship not exactly but someone was asking me um is the is guiding in a blind athlete is it hard um and so i've asked my like i've asked a bunch of my guides because i because I had an idea in my head, but I wanted to get it from like the God's perspective. And 
It's also been touched on a bit when I've brought in on a few of my guides and uh, a few of my previous podcast episodes. The short answer is yes. Um, Guiding a person who is blind is hard. However, and there's this is the big however, every guide that I spoke with, any, every guide that I asked about, they said even regardless how hard it is to guide, it is super rewarding and we're super happy to be guiding. So, yeah. Um, and so you can imagine um, why it's so hard. The guide has to be like laser focused on what's going on. Um, so they have to not only, they're doing like double duty. So they're keeping their self safe, but they're also like, they're also looking around and giving me information to keep me safe going down the, down the snow or if I'm standing up paddleboarding, going like paddling on the ocean. Um, or if I'm like running around the neighborhood, they are almost doing double duty. So it is a lot of the, a lot of focus. Um, so, um, yeah, super focused. They always have to be when they're guiding, they have to be like, they have to be awake. They can't be like half asleep. They have to be like super awake, laser focused, because if they, one wrong word could easily cause like chaos and disaster or um or it could cause like an injury which is not something um not something we obviously want so um so yeah that is um the answer to that um very it's it's hard work but very rewarding being a guide from asking all of the guides that I've, like, all of the guides that I've had and have currently, um, very, that is the, that is their answer, and that's right from them, that's not me thinking that, um, I wanted to get it right from them, so, and so, um, if you're interested in, and you haven't listened to them yet, um, me, I brought on a few of my guides, uh, at the beginning of this podcast, the few of my guides from back in Ontario, I brought on a few of them, so um, feel free to check those episodes out as well. Um, exciting news, um, uh, a very, very soon in an upcoming episode, uh, I am bringing on my current guide, Isaac. Um, that way you guys can meet Isaac, and we, uh, we are interviewing Isaac so you guys get to start to know him. And I also want to hear, I, I mean, I know how his experience is going thus far, but I also want you guys to hear how his experience is going thus far um, guiding me. Um, so I'm really excited to bring guide Isaac on very, very soon. We're just um, working out uh, the schedule for both of us so that we can record the episode. So um, look forward to that um, coming very, very soon. And so I'm going to wrap it up, folks. Um, But before I do, um, this is the Shredding for Gold podcast. 
www.shredding4gold.com. Check out the shreddingforgold.com website to learn more about this podcast and to listen to all previous episodes of this podcast. Um, And we will talk to you again very, very soon. This has been episode 15. Um, And this is Emily Chapernier, shredding off. Shred you later, folks.